Welcome everyone to the Association Forum CEO Only podcast. I'm Michelle Mason, President and CEO of Association Forum, and it is my sincere pleasure to introduce you today to our guest, Gary LaBranch, F-A-S-A-E-C-A-E. Gary is the President and CEO of the National Investor Relations Institute. As CEO, Gary LaBranch provides strategic executive leadership to advance the NARI's mission and goals. He represents uh, NARI to regulators, lawmakers, the media, and other audiences. Prior to joining NARI in March 2017, he was the CEO of the Association for Corporate Growth. And prior to that, Gary served in leadership roles at ASAE, U.S. Chamber of Commerce, and is one of my predecessors here at Association Forum. He served as CEO at one point. Gary is a fellow of ASAE, an ASAE Key Award winner, and numerous other accolades. Welcome, Gary. How uh, are you doing today? I am doing wonderful. Thanks for that uh, wonderful in- invitation and for having me on this uh, this cool podcast. I feel very hip and, and edgy with this today, so thanks. Yeah, fantastic. Well, today, Gary, we're, we're going to discuss your latest accomplishment, and that is the you are a published author. Uh, you just recently released a publication in August, the Association CEO Succession Toolkit. And uh, this is a very important offering that you have provided our community. Uh, before we get started with the details around the publication, Gary, help us understand your vision. Why? Why this publication? Why now? Why this topic? Well, um, the, the, the easy answer to that, or actually the most honest answer to that, is because uh, I was tasked by my board at the Association for Corporate Growth about seven years ago to do a succession plan. And uh, I really didn't know how to do that. And I looked around our resources uh, uh, in, the, in the association community and frankly couldn't find anything. And so long story uh, was I, I eventually, you know, I spent about a year researching uh, what a succession plan might include, uh, which was harder than it, I thought it would be, and then eventually developed one. My board liked it. Uh, we, we updated it every two years. Uh, and then when I resigned from ACG to come to uh, NERI a year and a half ago, uh, we implemented it. And uh, during that transition, I said to myself, all right, you know, I, uh, this, is, this has been a good experience developing this plan, and now I see it being implemented. You know, we need to have a book uh, so that, you know, other folks like me who need to do this have a resource. And so in a moment of absolute insanity and weakness, I proposed to ASAE that we do this book, and they accepted, and next thing I know, I'm sitting in my basement writing a book. So that's how it all happened. <laughs> well, that sounds very uh, time-intensive, I'm sure. Um, how long did it take you to prepare the book? You know, the actual um, researching and writing, uh, I began in, um, you know, December of um, last year. And uh, I turned the first draft of the manuscript in in April. Um, wow. And, uh, you know, and, it's, uh, and of course, I do have a day job and, you know, I travel extensively. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know how many hours I put into it, but quite a, quite a number. That's why I said, you know, in a moment of insanity and weakness or, uh, <laughs> or, you know, uh, ego, whatever, I decided to do this book. And, and I, like most authors about two thirds of the way through the project, 
I thought, what the heck was I thinking <laughs> when I decided mm-hmm. to do this? Because, you know, I do have a day job. And, uh, uh, but anyway, it was, it was a great experience. Uh, and I spent a lot of time, you know, researching uh, and interviewing people for the book. And that was, that was a great, great part, great fun for me, actually. Great. Well, thank you for your, the time that you put into the publication. Gary, what is the average tenure of a CEO? You know, the average tenure today is right around about the seven-year mark. Um, there, there are, there's some data now indicating that's lower than that. Um, I, I, will, I will say that the best data available uh, that I actually found from uh, the publication CEO Update uh, showed that about 7 to 8% of CEOs transition uh, or leave their jobs every year. I use the word transition, people are, they're dying. No, they're just leaving their jobs. Uh, so about seven to eight percent of association CEOs leave their jobs every year, and since there are uh, roughly sixty-five thousand associations, I mean that's you know several thousand CEOs uh, change over every single year. Hmm. Wow. Well, there's there's been rumors that there will be a mass exodus at some point. So, you know, I guess based on your statistics, that might uh, be true, huh? Well, you know, uh, uh, I just turned 60 myself. And in the, in the book, um, we use the term that people uh, over the age of 60 are, you know, retirement eligible. And uh, that's a term that actually Dean West, a, a very uh, involved member of the Association Forum and a, a consultant, used in a study that he did. Uh, and I can talk about that later. But um, so he said something, he just estimated that somewhat north of 40% of mm. association CEOs of national association uh, groups, uh, national associations um, are in that age group. Um, so I, I don't know if it's quite that high, but it's certainly, I would say, you know, in that ballpark. Now, mm-hmm. the, the question is, you know, wh- when will they, you know, will they all retire in the same day? Certainly, you know, not. Uh, but I think we can definitely expect um, that uh, folks in my cohort, my age cohort, uh, people that, and I was born literally at the at almost the middle point of the baby boom generation. Um, you know, my colleagues in my age group, uh, a few years on either side of me are, you know, certainly going to be retiring in the next few years. Now, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to go uh, till I'm 70 or so. Uh, so I've got a ways to go. But certainly we can expect uh, a big slice of the remaining baby boom cohort to be uh, retiring and transitioning in the next several years. Wow. That sounds uh, like we need to, from a talent management perspective, we, we definitely need to be prepared. And, and that makes you know, all the reason why your book is so important to us today. So let's just go into the different types of CEO transitions. Gary, can you talk to us about uh, what you've identified through your research? Yeah, you know, uh, when, when people think of transitions or just casual conversations, uh, often we, we think of uh, someone leaving their job uh, to re- through retirement or to take another job. And those are, you know, uh, sort of uh, very typical uh, transitions. But there are other transitions that an association needs to prepare for, um, and, and such as even short-term leave or long-term leave. Now, Short-term leave is something, you know, folks see quite often. Uh, maternity leave, for example, is or parental leave is, are examples of short-term leave, uh, short-term transition where the CEO is, is uh, unavailable for three months or so. 
uh, or someone is a is an illness, somebody has a heart attack, or they are caring for uh, a family member, or for whatever reason, uh, that is a an interim period. Uh, whether you're called a transition or just an interim period, it's something that needs to be considered in an, an association's plan. As is a long-term leave, which is characterized as uh, from three months to uh, up to a year. Uh, and you know, the, uh, typically that's someone that <clears throat> has had a serious illness, uh, say a stroke or a heart attack or some uh, cancer or some other significant health issue, wherein um, you know, the person is gonna be gone for maybe even an indeterminate a number of months. Um, and you know, they have to sort of plan for those uh, kinds of things as well. And then of course we have other transitions, uh, uh, involuntary uh, termination, uh, you know, the, the board decides it's time for change. Uh, that is a different kind of transition than someone who has um, uh, worked with the board on a, a retirement date and they work toward, you know, a, a, a specific goal with, with that in mind. That's a different kind of transition. Um, you know, and then of course, unfortunately, people do die. And, um, uh, you know, we, that's, a, that's a different kind of transition yet again, with different, different impacts on the association and, and that, that sort of thing. So there are, there are a number of different ways to think about, uh, different, different kinds of transitions to think about. And each is a bit unique uh, in how the association can and should respond. Okay, Gary, with the numerous transitions or types, how should a board prepare for the inevitable? Well, you know, what's, what's implicit in your question is that it's the board's responsibility. And, I, and that mm -hmm. is exactly correct. It, you know, um, what, I, what I say in the book, and, and I picked this up from the, you know, uh, 25 or so people that I interviewed for the book. And, and you know, I interviewed uh, not only association CEOs, both active and retired, but I interviewed lawyers, I interviewed many uh, executive search firms, uh, search firm executives. Uh, I interviewed uh, accountants and, and, and insurance people and, and, uh, and others. And you know, there, what, I, what I put in the book uh, is sort of the, 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 really the heart of the issue. And that is that ultimately preparing for CEO succession is a risk management responsibility of the board of directors. And it is incumbent upon the board to ensure that a uh, succession plan is in place um, for the various kinds of possible scenarios, uh, the transition scenarios. Um, and the CEO, the incumbent CEO or prospective CEO should be involved in, in, in developing the plan, but it is it, and it is the responsibility of the board to ensure that a plan is in place. Great. And, and Gary, based on your interviews, uh, did you identify one scenario that really captured your attention that you'd like to share with us? You know, um, there were some interesting um, scenarios that I, I picked up along the way, some interesting stories. Um, in the book, uh, you know, well, let's step back. One of the challenges that I had as I, as I wrote the book was uh, dealing with the subject of a planned succession. And that is, mm. for example, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm, I'm in place today and I'm saying I'm going to retire in, you know, X day, you know, X years. And the board says, well, you know, you need to develop somebody internally as a potential candidate. 
Um, and that's a very different kind of, you know, succession than somebody who says, oh, I've taken another job, I'm leaving in 60 days or whatever. So um, in the book, uh, when I was dealing with that succession, the planned succession issue, I decided to do it in a case study approach. And so there are two sort of cases in the book uh, that deal with this sort of concept of planned succession. Um, and one of the, well, both of them are actually Chicago area uh, groups. One was the American uh, ACHE, American, uh, uh, what is it, healthcare uh, executives, I'll think of it in a second. Uh, Tom Dolan uh, had uh, advised the board of his potential retirement date and his, he developed a, a development plan, or created a development plan for uh, uh, his chief operating officer, uh, who eventually was uh, then a candidate for the for the position, and and she Deborah Bowen, uh, you know, re was selected by the board. Uh, and in the in the case study, we talk about how that was, uh, how Tom did that, and, and Tom and Deborah did that, uh, the process uh, by which he ensured that she had visibility and understanding of the entirety of the operation um, and had experience in things that she had previously not had experience with. So that was one type of case. In a, in a different case study, uh, I told the story of David Westman, who is a longtime association CEO and now does uh, interim work, um, part-time work, and consulting work. Um, and he told this terrific story uh, of uh, the uh, Water Quality Association, and he had been engaged as the interim executive, uh, and the board was uh, planning to do a, a search uh, for a, a permanent uh, per person. And after a very short period of time, uh, Dave uh, identified uh, an internal candidate uh, who he thought was a diamond in the rough, and is, in his words, and um, would be a good candidate uh, after some period of development. And he proposed this idea to the board and the board after some reflection said, yes, let's do it that way. And so he spent um, a, couple of year, uh, a couple of years actually uh, uh, developing uh, the candidate uh, and ultimately um, she was uh, you know, named the, the CEO, but it was a, it was a defined, you know, she, of course, nothing was guaranteed, but she, he identified a, a development path for her uh, and then created this whole plan of action that uh, uh, wound up with a, a planned succession in, a, a, I thought, a very innovative way. Oh, great. That sounds, uh, those stories are very compelling. And, you know, what I like about them um, is the fact that they're very uh, proactive and they've actually delivered results um, by advancing internal candidates. So that's great. Uh, Gary, can, can um, a CEO departure be disruptive? Uh, almost always a CEO dis uh, departure is disruptive. Um, even in a planned succession, and you know, American <clears throat> um, College of Healthcare Executives is a, is a good example of that. Um, you, you know, what, you have a longtime CEO in the, in, the, in the case of Tom Dolan, and you had an internal candidate that was eventually uh, selected uh, as CEO. But, and so while it is seamless on one side uh, or in one way, uh, in a known quantity you know, replaces a known and beloved you know, CEO, um, it's still disruptive in the sense that they're not the same person and they're you know, different mm. characteristics, uh, different approaches. And just like you know, the, 
you know, if, if you know, you and I are different from each other, and, and you and I are different from everybody else, right? So, no matter what, um, no matter how well planned, there is some level of disruption. Now, that kind of disruption is not as bad, say, as you know, uh, the CEO dying, uh, you know, or resigning or being fired. You know, uh, being fired is often uh, traumatic. Dying, uh, having a CEO die is very traumatic um, and disruptive. Um, and, and, and what I, what I found was that one of the ways to manage disruption is by planning, preparing, thinking through the different scenarios. And so to me, the question is how does the board choose to deal with the possibility or the, the probability of some level of disruption? And the, the best way to do that is by being forewarned, by being forearmed, by being prepared for different scenarios so that the continuity of the enterprise, uh, the association is uh, assured uh, by having someone ready to go as the interim or ready to step in as the interim uh, and then how the search will be conducted uh, and you know, having as much of that process identified um, and written about so that in the case of disruption in any sense, the board is ready to go and they, they can mitigate that disruption and reduce their risk by being uh, well prepared. Oh, great. Gary, uh, now let's, let's dig deeper into um, the association CEO succession book um, from, a, from a true health perspective. This is a really great toolkit. It's a roadmap. Discuss how you would suggest a board approach using this book during a succession process. So, for example, the CEO has announced that he or she is leaving, departing the organization, they have your publication. How do they get started? Well, uh, you know, the reason that the book is called a toolkit uh, is because it includes a, um, what they call a flat USB, you know, a memory device in the back of the book. And on that USB, which you can plug into your computer, uh, is a Word document uh, that, that is a series, a long series of questions. Uh, and as, as the association answers those questions, um, you, you basically develop your own customized succession plan, succession and continuity plan uh, for your association. So it's a series of questions that um, address each kind of uh, transition. Uh, and then uh, different elements such as, you know, um, uh, you know, are you going to do the, the uh, search yourself or are you going to utilize an outside firm? And in, in either case, here is a, here's a draft of a search committee charter, uh, finalize it, you know, for your, for your own purposes. And it, it walks you through the entire process. So if you follow it along, and of course you can choose to include or not include something, uh, it's up to you. Um, uh, you have to adjust the titles and things like that. But at the end of which, you should have a, a, a pretty good uh, transition and continuity plan for, for your association. And, you know, my recommendation is that you do that before <laughs> you know, the CEO uh, lets you know that they've accepted another job. That's the whole idea behind the toolkit. Oh, that's great. I like the idea that you're providing the tools for the for the leadership to make the an important decision, such as uh, uh, in a CEO transition uh, a scenario. 
Uh, so as we conclude the podcast, Gary, uh, what would be your final parting thoughts that you'd like for the audience to take away from our discussion today? Well, I think that, you know, if, 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 if there are CEOs listening to this, um, I, I, I want you to think about your legacy. Um, and, you know, I, I quoted somebody in the, in the book um, who, was, who had a very sort of, I thought, wise thing to say. And that is that um, your transition and the way you prepare for that transition, and face it, most of us are going to transition someday or another. You know, we don't all live forever. Uh, many of us move on to other jobs, uh, you know, we, and we, we, we eventually leave, right? And, but the transition that we provide for uh, says a lot about our own management abilities and is our legacy to the association. And um, so if I was a CEO, I would, would want to make sure that I left a legacy that was something that I would be proud of uh, and that lessened the disruptions of an association that I know we all do this. We, we put our heart and soul into these jobs. And the last thing we want to do is leave, leave the group in a lurch and worse off than, you know, we, we could have. So for a CEO, I'd say, what is your, what is your legacy? And, and for the association's board, for me, uh, the, what I'd suggest to, for them to think about is, um, this is uh, a key piece of governance. You know, uh, the, the, the association CEO is the central connector, um, often the face of the organization, uh, a key piece of your strategy. The way you approach strategy is through the talent that you select as CEO. So the most important role of the board is selecting and supporting that CEO um, and if you don't address transitions, then you are not only putting the organization at risk and creating the opportunity for greater disruption, but you're not fulfilling your role as a steward of the organization, as a board, to ensure continuity of the enterprise and ultimately the success of the organization. Um. Well, thank you, Gary, for that. This is you know, certainly a must-read for all organizations, and I, I do agree with you. This is the responsibility of leaders. It is the responsibility of leaders to make sure that there is successful succession um, in place. Um, there's this one additional component of this. The proceeds of your, your publication, Gary, the Association CEO Succession Toolkit, uh, will be donated to the ASAE Foundation? Correct. The, the author's royalties uh, or my royalties will go all, uh, okay. all go to support their research efforts uh, of the ASAE Foundation. Well, fantastic. Well, thank you, Gary, so much for your time today. Uh, I would encourage everyone to purchase uh, your, your new book just released in August of this year, The Association CEO uh, Succession Toolkit, available through um, ASAE. Uh, thank you so much, Gary, and thank you, everyone, for listening to us today. Mm -hmm.